You're listening to the Patriot Pastors Podcast, where we talk about the current events from a pastor's perspective, as well as calling America back to the faith of our fathers. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Well, the trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. All right. Thank you for listening to the Patriot Pastors Podcast. I'm Wade Lentz, pastor of Barrel Baptist Church in Bologna, Arkansas. And I'm Harold Smith, pastor of Lee Creek Baptist Church in Van Buren, Arkansas. Wade, it's good to see you. How you been? Man, I'm doing good. Doing good. Were you able to watch the uh, vice president debate last night? I was able to, but I did not. <laughs> Probably a good thing. I, you know, I would have loved half of it. The other half would have made my stomach turn, and so it just wasn't worth it. Right, right. Well, the good thing is they, they actually debated you know, last night. It wasn't uh, you know an argument. It was a debate, and so I'll give them that. But, uh, you know, I'm thankful Mike Pence held his ground. He stood on the issues of what he he and uh, President Trump believe, and um, it was beneficial for me to to watch it and uh, hopefully for others uh, to help make their decision and vote. Um, Did you hear the latest concerning the next presidential debate? I have not. Well, just this morning, the folks who are hosting the next presidential presidential debate uh, have told the president that it is no longer going to be open to the public. It's now going to be virtual. And because it is virtual, he has said, no way. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do a virtual debate. And uh, I don't blame him, blame him one bit. Well, I tell you what, the thing about it is, is they, the, the Democrats said these debates have been said in advance. We're not going to change. I mean, they, they touted all this. And then when it got right down to pulling the trigger, I knew that they were going to try to change it. I mean, mm-hmm. Joe Biden probably turned in his best performance in his last uh, debate. I mean, I, I don't know who won that. It was basically a shouting match, but he did better than I thought he would. And I thought, you know, I don't think he can pull that off two more times. I, I just, I think Trump is sharp. He makes adjustments and uh, I don't think that'll happen again. So this, this doesn't surprise me at all that they would try something like that, but I don't really know. I mean, for me, it's a it's a platform issue. I, I'm voting on the issues, not the personalities. You know, Absolutely. I, I'm I'm voting for uh, the person and the and the party that carries my you know my convictions the the, the closest, and that's the the law and order uh, party of the Republicans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's just the uh, their way of protecting Vice President Joe Biden bottom line they know that president trump would would uh not show up this virtual debate and uh and re, you know not participate in it and uh so they are doing this to protect him so oh well well let's talk about something that's i would say pretty controversial in in uh not only our country but in our churches you know during this pandemic there's no doubt that it has changed the 
landscape of, uh, of our country in more ways than we can talk about today. It's changed the landscape of uh, policies. Um, one way it has changed um, is a lot of states have mandated wearing face masks, and this has affected the church and the way the church it looks physically, you could say. Let's talk about real quick. Um, you know, every church is different, just like every person that person individually is different. Let's talk about our churches. You know, you pastor Lee Creek Baptist Church in Van Buren. I pastor in central Arkansas. Tell us, how does your church look during this pandemic? Um, we look exactly like we did before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And so our governor in Arkansas, for folks that aren't from Arkansas, our governor passed a mask mandate the same day that Walmart made a nationwide mandate. Of course, Walmart's headquarters are in Arkansas and the governor's in their hip pocket. Mm -hmm. You may not like me to say that, but that's the way I feel about it. So when the mask mandate came out in the fine print, it said churches were exempt from mandating masks. And so I immediately told our church, we will not be mandating masks. And I had already told the church uh, when we started meeting in the building again, people were asking me, should we wear a mask? And I said, if you want to wear one, fine. But we're not going to make everybody wear one because one person feels like we all should. You know, we're Baptists. We believe in liberty of conscience. And so if you want to wear one, fine. If you don't, fine. That's up to each individual person. And for about two or three weeks, when we first started meeting back in the building, we met privately in a barn secretly. We didn't tell anybody. Um, but when we came back into the building, we had two or three families that wore masks uh, for the first Sunday or two. And then they basically saw everybody else patting backs and shaking hands and hugging. And, you know, I was initially kind of like, whoa, 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 we're not supposed to be doing any of this. And I thought, no, that's, that's really what we are supposed to be doing as a church. And so I thought, you know, I just pray, God, don't, don't let us be an outbreak source that wipes out Western Arkansas. You know, don't, don't let Lee Creek be used as a, uh, you know, a bad example of what not to do during the pandemic. And we haven't, we haven't seen any of that now. So we still shake hands on the third verse when the choir lets out and, <laughs> I mean, I've told everybody, if you don't want to shake hands, just stay, to, you know, stay in your seat. Don't, don't get up and move around. You know, you can, but we don't have people fist bumping or elbow flopping or, you know, I mean, it's really, I can't tell any difference from Lee Creek today versus Lee Creek a year ago. And I think people visit here that we've had several visitors come through during this time. They've walked in with their mask on and they've taken their mask off and they were smiling when their mask come off. They were like, wow, I don't have to wear it here. And uh, that's kind of been the case. And um, so that's just where we are. What about you? I mean, I know you're in a different part of the state, different church, different congregation. What's taking place at Barrel? Yeah. Um, what I have done is told I, I told our church if you want to wear a mask i encourage you to wear a mask but i'm not going to mandate you to wear a mask and i told our, our church that uh you know look i am a preacher i'm a pastor a preacher of god's word i'm not a policeman 
of guidelines to follow the COVID-19 guidelines. So um, they understood that. And we do have folks who wear masks, um, some who wear the mask the entire time. And that's the way they kindly feel. That's fine. But I'm just not, I cannot in good conscience as a pastor make it mandatory. I think that is just way beyond um, what any pastor should do. It goes against not only the liberty of conscience, but it goes against really our Constitution and um, the U.S. Constitution. So, um, you know, our church looks a little bit different maybe than the, uh, like I said, your church. Uh, we're in central Arkansas, and at the first we had a lot of cases. There's a little bit more fear and so forth. But, uh, you know, for the most part, I let people do what they feel led to do according to their conscience and don't make it mandatory on them. Well, we did, you know, we started Sunday school up back up last Sunday. We had kind of, you know, thought, well, that would be the worst thing to do is put everybody in a small room. And I just kept having people going, when are we going to have Sunday school? I really miss Sunday school. I really miss those, you know, one-on-one times where we can get in there in smaller groups and discuss, you know, different topics. And I said, well, we'll start it up in October. And um, that's what we, we did. And I told people, look, if you're not comfortable sitting in an enclosed room with other people, don't come to Sunday school. Our Sunday school numbers Sunday were about what they were. I would say I didn't count. We don't really do much counting around here. We don't have a scoreboard or nothing that we post numbers on. But just looking in the classrooms, they were as full as when all this began. So I think probably the difference for us is we are right on the border with Oklahoma. And Oklahoma does not have a mask mandate. And so I think, Wade, what's happened is people here, like at our church, for example, on Sundays, if we eat in a restaurant in Arkansas, the law says we have to wear a mask from the time we enter the restaurant until we're seated at our table. And so you wear a mask until you get to where your table is, and then you take your mask off and you can eat and drink and talk. But one of the other rules is that you can't have more than eight people at one table. Well, it's not uncommon on a Sunday for 12 or 15 people from Lee Creek to all go to the same restaurant, get a big table, and all sit together and have a meal. We can't do that in Arkansas. We have to sit at three different tables. So what we do is we drive 20 minutes across the border to the next decent-sized town in Oklahoma, which is 15, 15 minutes from the church. We can go in there, no mask. The waitress don't wear a mask. We sit down at the table. Uh, we can put 15 people there, and everybody in Oklahoma is doing what Arkansas did, you know, a year ago. And so I think that's probably explained some of the differences between your church and mine is that I'm closer to an area where there's no mask laws. And I think people, I mean, I know people in our church, many of them live in Oklahoma, and I know people in Arkansas that are driving to Oklahoma to get their groceries because they don't want to wear a mask while they grocery shop. So. Right. That's a, I think that's uh, I think that explains a lot of the differences because I, I've been to your church, Wade, and you, you didn't wear a mask. I saw you walking around the sanctuary. You didn't have a mask on. But when I looked around at your congregation, most of them were wearing masks. I didn't even have one on me when mm-hmm. I walked in. I felt like, oh, man, I, 
I should go get a mask, you know, so everybody's comfortable. And But I, I, I realized you weren't mandating any of this. That was just the general feeling of, of, of the people of Barrel. And I preached in a neighboring church uh, about a week later in central Arkansas, and the pastor didn't wear a mask, but most of the congregation did. So I, I think it's location. It'd yeah. probably be the best ex- explanation to that. Absolutely. And and like you said, um, the way the different governors have handled it really sets the tone for the amount of fear for the virus. The Oklahoma governor did not make a mask mandate. The state of Arkansas governor did. And uh, that really sets the tone for the amount of fear and so forth. But let's talk about the the science of it. And of course, you and I are not scientists, but um, still, there. yet there is, there has to be a science behind this mandate, correct? There's a bunch of science behind it. The question's just, which one do you want to look at? Right. And this is the problem, and this is one of the phrases that I just absolutely hate someone using. They'll say, well, follow the science. We'll obey the science. Okay, what science? Because mm-hmm. everybody has their own science. And we're living in a day where used to science said there were two genders. There were male and female. <laughs> now there's, I don't know, we're up to like 38 or something like that, different genders. That's the most unscientific thing I've ever heard of. Right. But the people who are screaming at me to wear a mask in church because of the science don't believe in the science of two genders. The same people that are saying we all should be wearing a mask and making a big, big ordeal out of it believe in a science where an explosion occurred and instead of everything blowing up, everything came together. It was like a reverse Big Bang. Mm -hmm. And they believe in a science where a one-celled amoeba organism lives in a slime pit, sprouts legs, walks upright, its gills go inside and turn into lungs. He goes through the process of transforming to all these different animals and eventually arrives as a human being who can write poetry, sing songs, and build buildings. Mm-hmm. If you can believe that yeah. science, you can, you can believe any science you want to about whether a mask works or not. And so when we talk about science, obviously a mask does not stop the virus. Now you can say, well, it'll slow you down. I've even had a lot of people make the argument, well, it'll keep you from touching your face. Well. Who are you to be telling me that science says that I shouldn't touch my face? I mean, there really is no definite science. If you look at the science of masks and you see them worn, say, in a, an operating room, they are usually wearing two masks, one on the inside catching moisture, one on the outside filtering the particles of the air. Uh, in the military, I, I was... Um, I had to wear a gas mask and and be and go through a house full of tear gas. If a gas mask has any little leak in it, I mean just the smallest un, you know unsealed place around your face somewhere, that that tear gas will make it in there and this is not this is not Harold the scientist. This is just country boy logic. Air is going to go through the path of least resistance. So if you have a mask against your face and it's cloth I don't care if it's crocheted. Mm-hmm. When you breathe out, the air is going to go through the gaps around your face. This is why people's glasses fog up when they wear a mask. 
most of the air is going out the, the gap around their nose and cheek or under their chin. To technically make this thing work, we'd all have to shave our beards and mustaches off. Right. We'd right. have to have ceiling. And I mean, the science just, at best, you could say, well, it helps. But if you want to take people's, I, I, I don't know what to say. If you want to take people's right to do what they want away, you've got to have something more than, well, it could help. Hey, it might keep you from touching your face. Hey, it, you know, at least you wouldn't be sneezing on anyone. Funny mm -hmm. thing is, I've seen about five or six people sneeze. None of them have sneezed into their mask. They've all lifted their mask up, turned away, and sneezed. I've seen it in the grocery store. I've seen it in a restaurant. And I thought, these, there's no science here. This is just yeah. people being forced to do things they don't want to do. Right, right. But you, I, I, I saw on a uh, news article recently that this particular study says that the virus is mutating and now it can get around the mask and now it can stay on the particles longer. So this is why it's spreading. So, I'm so like, it's like, okay, so it's like a homing, hang on. So it's like a homing pigeon. When it yeah. comes out of your nose, it knows to fly around obstacles and seek yeah. out another host, huh? Man, this COVID-19 virus is the smartest virus alive. You know, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Uh, how it's mutating around uh, the mask and so forth. But that's their excuse for the, you know, the mask mandates not necessarily keeping the numbers down and all of that mess. But, uh, you know, here's the thing that we we need to discuss. And, and I had a elder of a church. He's one of five elders of a church to ask me about this thing and of mask and church. And one of the things I told him is if their church made it mandatory for their parishioners, for their members to wear masks, um, who will enforce it? Who's going to be an enforcer? And what will that exactly look like? And I know that I had some church members that were upset with me that I did not make it mandatory. I was not going to make it mandatory for everyone that came in that church door to wear a mask because I knew that it would ultimately be, be me enforcing it. Also, what it would do would create a police-type atmosphere with some of those who were very much in favor of masks saying, by the way, um, so-and-so is not wearing their mask. Um, or they're not wearing their mask properly. It's hanging <laughs> below their nose. I didn't want to put up with that. No. And so um, that's why another reason why I did not make it mandatory, because who's going to enforce it, and what would that look like? And I told this brother, I said, this is something that you have to consider. And um, so what do you think about that? I mean, think about... If your church at Lee Creek, you decided that we wanted to wear a mask and you must wear a mask, what would that look like? It would be tough. Well, it, it would look like your local Walmart. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I personally don't shop at Walmart unless I absolutely have to. I support my local hometown grocery store. That's where I try to get most of my groceries. 
And uh, I just, I'm not a Walmart guy, but I needed something called xanthan gum because I was making my own, my own homemade hot sauce. And xanthan gum makes it where the peppers suspend and, and your, your Tabasco sauce doesn't have all the red stuff at the bottom and all the vinegar at the top. Guess who the only place in my entire area has xanthan gum? It's Walmart. So I go into Walmart. I haven't been into Walmart since this whole pandemic thing started. And I saw people walking around with bandanas on their chin, their mouth and their nose sticking out. I saw, I mean, I saw, I would say half of the people had it below their nose. I mean, they had it on their face. They were trying to comply. A lot of people had it around their neck and just didn't have it over their face. And Walmart came to the same conclusion that you've came to. They used to have people at the door saying, put your mask on, put your mask on. That's what I've been told. So you put your mask on, but what they were constantly having to do was go in the store, find somebody and say, sir, put your mask on. They just said, we're not the cops, you know? And the police department in our area has said, look, we can't go around enforcing this. So for a church to mandate this, I really think, is the, the same form of legalism that Paul warns us against in Romans 14, where you have weaker brothers who, you know, don't feel comfortable doing something. Well, we shouldn't mandate that everyone in the church be like these guys who are not comfortable doing something everyone else had liberty to do. But out of love for them, we shouldn't at the same time make them feel uncomfortable or cause them to do something against their will. So the answer there is not a legalistic, everybody's putting their mask on like it or not. I mean, if we do that, then we'll all have chin beards and wear black hats and suits and ride around in buggies. Okay. Yeah. The other side of the coin is we shouldn't be up breathing on people up close who are afraid of the mask. So like I said, when I walked into barrel and I didn't even have a mask on me and I saw a lot of people wearing masks, I wanted to go out in the car and get mine just because I felt like that would put everyone at ease. And then I noticed, no, not everyone's wearing one. And so I've been to your church many times. I know a lot of your congregation Mm -hmm. just from being there over the years. And some of them would come up and we would shake hands and like, hi, how you doing? And then some of them would come up and just kind of, you know, give me a little nonchalant wave and, hey, how you doing? And stay back 12 foot and, And so I think it was better to do things on a one-on-one basis than Mm -hmm. to have everybody coming in looking like a robot because, like you said, you can't enforce this. It's just not – it's going to make Wade not be the pastor but be the principal of the school that gives the SWATs and sends you to detention. You you don't want to be that guy. Sure. That's true. That's true. And, you know, again, bottom line – I believe every church looks different in this pandemic, just like every individual does. Every individual has their own sense of fear of of this virus, and some believe the science, and each person has their own belief in in wearing a mask, and that's, that's fine. And every church is different. Some churches have a greater fear. Some churches have no fear, and that's fine. And so I, I think that if there's really no wrong way of how churches are handling this, so long, in my opinion, that the pastor is not being 
others' conscience for them, mm-hmm. then that, I believe, is overstepping his grounds. If he is becoming their conscience, then he is no longer becoming, he's no longer their pastor. He is their dictator. Right. And uh, that is absolutely wrong. So that's just my thought. It, it's a controversial thing. You know, there's there's more than one way to look at something like this. But I think you have to rely upon Scripture, even in something in this case. And uh, so. One of the things I'd like to point out, you know, the whole premise behind our podcast, it's two pastors talking about current events from a pastor's perspective. Mm-hmm. And let me just tell you from a pastor, myself, who has preached to a congregation with no mask on. I mean, we've had a few people come through that wore masks. We've had people that, you know, maybe thought they needed to wear one one week and didn't wear it the next. But I'm saying nine Sundays out of ten, there's not one person wearing a mask in our church, okay? So I'm not really experiencing any kind of change. When I go and preach in a church that is full of masks, my preaching is labored because I I don't enter the pulpit with a manuscript of pre-written out everything I want to say. My style of preaching is an outline, and I usually fit it all on a little index card. So I have some general outlines about the text that I'm going to cover. And what I say about that text and how much time I spend on each portion of that text is based upon the reaction of the people I'm preaching to. So if they're sitting out there snoring, I know I need to pick up the pace and go a little faster. If they're out there scratching their head, looking like a calf at a new gate, I know I need to explain that a little better. If they're shouting amen and just everything's great and they're smiling from ear to ear, I know I'm in good company and we all agree. When you preach to a crowd of people with masks on, you'd have no idea if they like it, hate it, get it, don't get it, because you lose two-thirds of your facial expressions, and it's hard to see people's eyes from a pulpit, even in a small church. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I, just to give you an example, I was preaching in a church that I'd never been to before and uh, people I'd never met before. And there was a lady that sat out there and looked at me, and from all all I could think of is this lady absolutely hates me. Just the look on her face, but I could all I could see was her eyes, you know? And she had glasses on, and she sat there motion, just didn't move. She didn't nod her head. She didn't. I thought, man, this lady just hates me. Well, when the service was over, she beelined straight up to me and said, oh, bless your heart. That was a wonderful message. I agree. You, I mean, she just went on and on about how great it was. The whole time I'm preaching, in my mind, I'm going, this lady over here is not liking what I'm saying. But when she got close enough, I could realize that her she was smiling by her eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, it's hard to preach to people who you can't, they're faceless. There's no personality. Absolutely. And, and here's what I told our church. I said, I don't know which one of you sticking their, their tongue out at me while I'm preaching wearing a mask. I can't tell who's sticking their tongue out. So yeah, it's, it's very different for sure. Let's go back to the science. If the science is all behind the mask, why didn't we wear a mask during H1N1? Right. 
Right. Why, why don't we wear masks, you know, during the swine flu, the bird flu, the mosquito flu, all these other viruses that have swept across our land and killed people and infected people, and we never wore masks before. Right. My fear is now we're going to have to wear these masks every flu season, you know, yeah. and we've got a flu vaccine. Right. I, I mean, the point I'm driving is the science just ain't there. If the science was there we'd have been doing this all along. Instead, the virus is real, but it's being weaponized for political gain. It's being weaponized to destroy a political candidate, his economy, to make him look bad. And what they've done by making us wear masks, we've lost our recognition of one another. Right. I used to go to the grocery store, I talk to people, hi, how you doing? Now I wave at somebody and they look at me and they kind of squint and I pull my mask down where they can see the rest of me and they're like, oh, it's Harold. Hey, mm -hmm. how are you? And they tell you to put that mask back on. <laughs> no, well, they usually, my friends usually unhook it on one side and we have a normal conversation. Then we go back to good, you know, Arkansas mm -hmm. citizens after that. But the point I'm making is they've dehumanized us. They have taken the politeness, you know, smiling at people as you pass by them. Oh, excuse me. Uh, you know, seeing little kids running around in the grocery store, I usually get a kick out of that, you know, and we don't, we don't have any interaction. It's really just beyond the, hey, this might help prevent the spread, but the science is not showing that it's helped prevent the spread. What about the science behind living in a world where we don't interact with one another as humans? We all look at each other as somebody that potentially could kill us because they might have the virus. Yes, yes. That's done more damage than a mask has helped. Right. That's right. And here's one thing to think about is all these riots and these quote unquote protests of the Antifa, the BLM movement, these guys, what are they all doing? They're all wearing masks and they're wearing them religiously. And they get on to those who may be on the sidewalk who are not wearing a mask. So what does it tell you? that these people who are so ingrained in wanting government control, they want communism, socialism. They are in favor of wearing these masks and they want you to be forced to it. And so that's really what turns me off when I see these thugs, rioters, wearing these masks all the time. Mm -hmm. That to me, that is eye-opening to the real motive behind it, even if these state leaders don't see it necessarily, that there is a movement of, of this penetration from the government onto its people to make them do something. And uh, so I tell you, it's a lot to discuss. We can go on for another 30 minutes, I think, and discuss it, but uh, it's been good to visit with you on this subject. And I hope that it's been a help to those who have been listening and uh, hope it's been a, a blessing to you and a, and a help. Harold? I'll say one thing, and I know I don't have much time. A church is a church. It's not a lab. We're not coming in looking like scientists. We're not sitting over in the corner minding our own business. A church is a place where Christians interact. There's people around the world who are risking their lives to get together and meet and if you could do church online, why aren't the people in China just doing church online? Why aren't the people in Afghanistan just doing church online? 
because you've got to get together. You've got to fulfill the one another commands in Scripture. There's 60 of them. For you to not get together and meet with your brothers and sisters in Christ is to disobey 60 clear commandments of the New Testament. So that's all I want to say. Look, if putting a mask on, I mean, I would put on a space suit if that's what I had to do to feel comfortable together with God's people and sing. But it's not a lab. It's a church. We ought to be able to get to church, worship God, sing, sing songs with the saints, hear the word of God preached, pray, fellowship, and go home and know that our God's bigger than a virus. That's, that's my take on it. Amen. And I'll, I'll close with that. All right. Well, thank you again for listening to the Patriot Pastors podcast. We hope you will join us again very soon. God bless you.